Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. You've probably been hearing that we're about to pay a whole lot more for petrol. But why? On Saturday, an oil processing plant in Saudi Arabia was attacked. The smoke from the fires so thick you could see it from space. The attack was claimed by a Houthi group in Yemen. But now we're being told that may not be the case and that the missiles, which could have actually come from Iran, may end up costing us more at the petrol pump. Today, we investigate how a situation on the other side of the world could leave us high and dry here in Australia. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. On Saturday, reports started to emerge that drones had attacked a Saudi oil field and processing plant. The fires that sent thick black smoke into the atmosphere knocked out around 5% of the world's oil supply. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but that 5% could affect us here in Australia. Why did this attack happen in the first place? Well, Saudi Arabia and their neighbour Iran have been locked in a fierce battle for dominance of the region for decades. Their border isn't just a geographical one. They have different religious beliefs, with Iran mainly Shia Muslim, while Saudi Arabia is majority Sunni Muslim. Those religious beliefs are also what leads to other lines being drawn by other bordering countries, like Yemen, for example, where this attack allegedly originated, and who share a southern border with Saudi Arabia. The local Houthi rebels look to Iran in the north for support. There are reports Iran provided them with the weapons. Events in the past 15 years, including the US invasion of Iraq and the uprisings of the Arab Spring in 2011, have thrown the region into upheaval with leaders scrambling to create allegiances. That has led to conflict on several borders, and with the US effectively backing Saudi Arabia's efforts to contain Iran's influence. So while they're not actually at physical war, there are blockades, sanctions, accusations Iran's attacking tankers and essential waterways through which oil is transported to the world, which are then denied by authorities in Tehran. Restricting the freedom of the waterways has been what has really brought the US into the fight. And this latest attack on oil supply has seen the US president come out swinging, saying his country is locked and loaded with missiles pointed directly at Iran and ready to fire should these attacks escalate. Ellen Cranley is a reporter for Business Insider in New York. Ellen, we're hearing now that authorities have actual proof that this attack did not come from Yemen but originated in Iran. What's the proof? So there have been reports that have been citing senior officials who have been relying on um, satellite imagery and sort of recon missions of the facilities that were struck. And some key points of evidence have been that there were 19 points of attack 
on the Saudi facilities. And the points of damage seem to have come from the west-northwest direction of Iraq and Iran, and not south from Yemen, where the rebels who claimed responsibility are based. So they really started with physical evidence. Another major point of contention is that there were actually cruise missiles used in the attack and not drones, as the rebels had claimed. So how much oil actually is processed by this particular refinery? So there are two parts of the refinery that was damaged in the attack. Overall, it's about 5% of the world's daily production of crude oil comes out of this area. And that is cut in half now after the attack. So that's about 5 million barrels a day that's been affected. So obviously that's got to be impacting oil prices. Have we seen a big jump already? Yes. So as of Monday, U.S. oil futures jumped about 15%, which is the biggest spike since January in 2009. So it was an immediate effect, as expected. And the facility is looking at probably weeks at least of repair. The Trump administration came out and pretty much blamed Iran straight out of the gate for this. What has the White House response been after this attack? So we're actually at an interesting point right now because the U.S. Secretary of State was very quick to point the blame at Iran. Iran destabilizes this entire region. It supports proxy militias and terrorist groups. It is an arms dealer to the Houthi rebels in Yemen. But we've spent the weekend with Trump coming hot out of the gate and then kind of recoiling a little bit. No, I don't want war with anybody, but we're prepared more than anybody. Uh, Two and a half years ago, I will tell you, it was not the same thing. And with what we've done, we've totally rebuilt our military in so many different ways, but we've rebuilt it. And there's nobody that has the F-35. We have the best fighter jets, the best rockets, the best missiles, the best equipment. But with all of that being said, we'd certainly like to avoid it. Neither the U.S. or Saudi Arabia has issued a specific response for those who are responsible. Trump held a press conference today where he said that they're still gathering information, even though it strongly looks like it is Iran. He was careful to not issue a specific warning or next steps as far as what everyone's concerned as a war starting. So how does all this affect us here in Australia? Peter Keurig is a spokesperson from the NRMA. Peter, with oil prices already spiking, can we estimate how long that might be before that hits us at the petrol pump? So normally when you see a price increase overseas, it takes about seven to ten days for that price increase to hit the bowsers here at home. Obviously the challenge we now face is that we just don't know when this is going to end. So we're hearing that this is the quickest that oil prices have risen in the last 30 years. Can we estimate how much more expensive that's going to make it for us? How many cents per litre? Yeah, look, unfortunately what we've seen so far or what we're forecasting at least is that the initial jump as a result of the attack over the weekends is going to be equivalent to about six and a half cents per average, possibly. But when you're listening to economists talk last night and, and over the last 24 hours, it could get significantly worse as the real effects of this attack on the refinery in Saudi Arabia start to be felt worldwide. So that's something we're obviously monitoring very closely. We don't want that to happen here. But, you know, some people are forecasting that the price could get to $90 a barrel. If it did, well, that's up to $0.27 cents a litre. So we're looking at getting close to $2 a litre at the pump then in some areas. Uh, well, averages, we won't get that high, hopefully. Averages will probably get to where we were at our worst over the last couple of years. But certainly, 
when the averages are in the 170s, then you are always going to have service stations, expensive service stations, particularly in the expensive parts of the capital cities, that could certainly be getting close to $2 a litre. But they're the most extreme cases. So we don't want to see that. And also, I think it's important to point out that the hope is that after the, the initial impact of what we saw in Saudi Arabia, we'll start to see a bit of a cooling from those world oil prices and you know we'll we'll get a better sense of that over the next few days and also obviously how quickly Saudi officials can get their oil back online. Well they are saying that it may take months to get back to full production. Does that mean we're just going to have to put up with months of high petrol prices? Well we hope not because look the impact on supply is significant but there is other parts of the world where we can hopefully increase production. And the hope is obviously other OPEC nations might be able to up their production levels to meet the shortfall. But when you have something like this, and it's such a dramatic incident, the manner in which the attack occurred, the ease in which it occurred, there is now a genuine fear that there could be repeat attacks because it happened so so easily uh, and the damage was so, so significant that there could be a long-term impact. So not just in terms of supply levels, but also in terms of security levels. Now, there's also been a lot of discussion about just how much oil we have here in reserve in Australia and that we're supposed to be hitting a 90-day reserve target, which some are saying we don't actually have right now. So there's a little bit of fear that when something like this happens that maybe we could run out of oil because we don't refine our own here. So is that a possibility? Look, we have always been at risk in in relation to supply issues. We're meant to have 90 days. We don't have anywhere near that. There has always been this ongoing issue. Uh, The issue is more around security, and that is obviously if the tankers stop showing up because we are almost, almost entirely reliant on imported oil in order to keep our economy running and keep our cars on the road. So this has always been a risk. These sorts of issues just amplify that risk. It's not just the Middle East where you see these concerns. Obviously, things are heating up in, in the South China Sea. A lot of our oil comes from Asia. So, yes, it is a concern. It's been a concern that we've been talking about now for a number of years. The overall supply levels as a result of the attack in Saudi Arabia shouldn't impact on Australia. It's more about the impact it's going to have on price because, you know, we are talking about a 5% impact worldwide, but the hope is that some of that could be met by increasing barrels of oil production elsewhere. Is there anything we can do? I mean, other than start catching a bus or get on the Mm. bike. Is there anything Mm. we can do to offset these petrol price increases? Is it just a case of fill up now and deal with the pain later? Uh, In the short term, there's not much we can do beyond encouraging, certainly the NRMA encourages its members uh, and we encourage the community to do its research before they fill up because even as prices are increasing, you'll normally find a bargain in your local area or at least save a few cents. So apart from that, unfortunately, not much we can do. So there's no avoiding it. Petrol is about to eat into the weekly budget more than ever. The best move we can make right now is to download a fuel price app. There's a few out there like Motormouth, Gas Buddy or Refueler, which will at least cut out a lengthy drive looking for the cheapest on the board. That's all for The Quickie today. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash The Quickie. And if there's a new story you'd like us to check out further, send us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au.